Wednesday, July 10th. Uh, sorry about no episode yesterday. It was my pop's birthday. I had to go meet him at the old Cracker Barrel to kick the days off. And honestly, in July, it's probably not going to be every day. These stories are, you know, the sports world doesn't have a lot of stories in July. I mean, I'm not making any excuses or anything. I'm just giving you a heads up. Sometimes you look at these and like, ah, oh, man, there's not a lot. I mean, when you look at the big stories from yesterday, you get really the all-star game. Some guy named Shane Bieber. Kind of a cool story. He wins MVP of the all-star game. He was a late addition. He gets to win in front of the home crowd. It was a pretty good all-star game. It's kind of cool to watch. Uh, these big stars go head to head. Then it's funny that someone like Shane Bieber uh, wins MVP. When uh, I mean, I don't know what Shane Bieber did to win MVP. He pitched an inning and struck out the side. I don't know what well you know he did to kind of deserve that, but either way, uh, the AL. Wins four to three. It was a not boring, but it was a game that looked like the AL was going to win until the eighth inning when the National League uh, tried to rally. They scored two runs in the top of the eighth, had runners on second and third down one, and I was able to get out of the jam on a uh, on a pop up. Shane Bieber winning MVP was. Good for the city, but Brad Hand from the Indians was the guy who came out there and really was getting shellacked by the National League, and he almost blew the game for the American League. So now the American League will have home field in the in the World Series, which still seems crazy. Still seems like one of the biggest overreactions in sports, you know, coming out of the, the year when the All-Star game was a tie. And they decided, hey, this is stupid. Let's try to make it good. And then there's like, you know what? Let's give the winning team home field advantage in the World Series. Which, I mean, makes the game matter. So, I mean, mission accomplished. But at the same time, seems a little extreme. Especially for a team like the Dodgers. If the Dodgers continue their pace and, you know, get to the end of the season with the best record in baseball, uh, they're not going to have home field advantage because... Of an all-star game. But kudos to baseball. They always have the best all-star weekend, it seems. The home run derby on Monday night was a big success. Uh, And then last night, a pretty good game. Pretty good game. I got a couple NBA news and notes. The Spurs uh, thought they had a big free agent signing. Thought they had made a big signing. When they got Marcus Morris to agree to a two-year, $20 million deal to come play power forward for them. I don't know if he would have a bench roll. I feel like he'd probably have a bench roll, but I'm not sure what the plan was there. Uh, But now, now he's apparently uh, considering going to the New York Knicks. He had signed a two-year, $20 million deal with the Spurs. Or not signed, I guess, agreed to. A two-year, $20 million with the Knicks with a player option for the second year. So basically, one year, $10 million with the option to do a second year for $10 million. Uh, But now the Knicks have a little extra uh, salary cap space. 
And they said, hey, look, we'll give you one year $15 million. We'll give you one year $15 million. Huh? What do you think about that? So one year $15 million compared to the one year, I guess that's a 9.3 mid-level exception for more. So, uh, you know, he could make an extra $5.7 million. Although, look, I don't know how the taxes work. I feel like New York City, uh, New York has some high taxes. I know that San Antonio is in Texas, you know, no income tax. So I don't know what the actual difference is there uh, with money to be made. I'm sure it'd be a little bit extra, but with a player option with the Spurs, man, like I feel like you'd be better off. I don't know. I, I don't know if a player would be better off going to the Spurs and being a part of a team trying to make the playoffs or going to the Knicks and pretty much being like, hey, we can uh, get as many shots as we want probably because the, the Knicks stink. That's a tough question. I mean, Marcus Morris was someone who played really well for the for the Boston Celtics last year. He says he's frustrated that he hit free agency and didn't have bigger offers, right? That, that people weren't lining up to give him more money, more years, because he felt like he deserved it. He was pretty good. So he's frustrated. And he's looking around. He's saying, hey, uh, Maybe I should just take this one-year deal with the Knicks, get as many shots as I can, hit free agency again next year, and we'll try this again. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, Again, I don't know. If the Spurs aren't a championship contender, it's not like you'd just say, okay, let's go take this and try to win a championship. The Spurs will be competing, you know, just try to really get the playoffs. They'll be chasing the seven or eight seed in a stacked West uh, but this would be a big deal for them if they miss out on him because there aren't really many guys left that would uh, be worthy of the mid-level exception and be worthy of giving $9 million to that could contribute. And the Spurs had to trade uh, one of their guys, Davis Burton or whatever, to uh, to the Wizards, I believe. I think it was the Wizards. It might not have been the Wizards. Uh, they had to trade him to try to open up some uh, salary cap space for him. So they would lose a guy without getting a guy back. That would be a pretty disastrous, um, pretty disastrous turn of events for them as they're trying to chase a playoff spot. I can't imagine that uh, Marcus Morris is happy with his agent, Rich Paul, who of course is LeBron's agent, Anthony Davis's agent, Clutch Sports. Um, I don't know if he's gonna get fired, but if I was him, I'd be like, hey man, maybe if you didn't spend so much time worried about LeBron and Anthony Davis and pissing all these teams off, maybe I would have had more money. It'll be interesting to see if there's any fallout from that. The NBA's Board of Governors, which still sounds kind of stupid to say, uh, the team owners, uh, agreed to uh, make a couple of changes. Unanimously approved two changes to instant replay rules. Uh, the first change will be the introduction of a coach's challenge to trigger instant replay uh, for a, a limited set of matters. A version of the coach's challenge has uh, been in effect in the G League for the last two seasons, and now they're using it this year in the Summer League. Yeah, it's going to be a one-year trial basis for the 2020 NBA season. I've watched a little bit of Summer League. I've seen the challenges. It seems to 
be okay. I haven't seen anything really controversial get challenged yet. I saw a block charge get challenged. I saw an out of bounds get challenged. Um, they just kind of have a light on the on the table whenever uh, he wants to challenge it. The lights up, and then we'll see what happens whenever they grade it. The second change enables the NBA Replay Center to trigger instant replay in certain circumstances. So they'll be able to come out and uh, trigger replay on like goaltending twos and threes. The, the referee had that jurisdiction in some in most cases, and now the the officiating people back in Takakis will have that option now as well. All right, let's see. Uh, Sean Livingston waved by the by the Warriors' end of an era. Anything else? I mean, ESPN's doing a thing where they hype up Tennessee, and I think that's stupid when they're talking about under-the-radar players. They're citing Jarek Garantano's interception rate. Cool. He only threw three interceptions, but he only threw 12 touchdowns that, you know, that's kind of important, too. You need touchdowns. Tennis, uh, the men's is it the men's quarterfinals today in, in Wimbledon. That, that'll be exciting. I look forward to seeing that this morning. So apparently people are threatening to boycott Home Depot, which has then led to President, Tree, uh, President, tweet, President Trump uh, tweet out a bunch of uh, messages where he calls those people vicious and totally crazed. Fight for Bernie Marcus at Home Depot, Trump tweeted uh, after after Bernie Marcus revealed that he plans to donate part of his fortune, he's worth $4.5 billion, to Trump's 2020 re-election campaign, which then led to people being mad, talking about boycotting Home Depot, uh, which led Trump to go to Twitter. A truly great, patriotic, and charitable man, Bernie Marcus, the co-founder of Home Depot, who at the age of 90 is coming under attack by the radical left Democrats with one of these, one of, one of their often used weapons. They don't want people to shop at those great stores because he contribu- contributed to your favorite president, me. These people are vicious and totally crazed, but remember there are far more great people, quote, deplorables in this country than bad. Wait, are the deplorables the great people? I thought the deplorables were the bad people. I'm confused about that. Which Who are the great people? Do to them what they do to you. Fight for Bernie Marcus and Home Depot. That, is there, well, I don't know. I feel like, is the president allowed to endorse companies like that? And like tell people to go shop there? I feel like Ivanka got in trouble for doing stuff similar to that, but she might have had stake in the company. Maybe that was the difference. I don't know. The word boycott gets thrown around a lot, you know? Like people always talking about uh, boycotting things. More and more, the radical left is using commerce to hurt their enemy, Trump tweeted. They put out the name of a store, brand, or company and ask their so-called followers not to do business there. They don't care who gets hurt, but also don't understand that two can play that game. Uh, I mean, you know, the whole Nike thing. 
you know, there, there was there was the whole Nike thing there. Like I said, the word boycott just gets thrown around a lot from everybody these days. And I, I mean, Home Depot, I guess, is now in the crosshairs. Maybe the biggest story right now is this uh, this guy Jeffrey Epstein, a 66 year old hedge fund manager, charged this week with sex trafficking and conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. And now. Anyone who has been attached to him is under fire. There was Bill Clinton who was attached to him. You had uh, tweets from Bill Maher on HBO, which I don't even know the deal with Bill Maher. Uh, is he funny? I don't know. Sometimes I watch his show, or I have before in the past, I'm just kind of like, this guy's a dick. Not really funny. Uh, but apparently he is. He keeps getting paid by HBO. Uh, I don't know. But now, uh, you know, I mentioned Clinton. I mentioned him. Uh, we are, uh, I guess, now uh, revealing that President Donald Trump, another story about him, I guess, uh, were the only other participants in a party that consisted of roughly two dozen women at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida. According to the New York Times, the re- women were reportedly flown in for, quote, a calendar girl competition that was requested by Trump. I said, Donald, this is supposed to be a party with VIPs. You're telling me it's you and Epstein. So, probably not good. And, you know, look, this might not be fair at all. This might have been, hey, it's a calendar girl party. I want to be around beautiful women. But when you have a guy who is, uh, you know, in trouble for sex trafficking and you have reports of anyone hanging out with this guy, they're going to be linked to it. And, of course, it goes all the way to the very top because, of course, it does. Again, could be absolutely nothing. I'm not trying to uh, accuse anybody of anything. It's just the the headline here I'm reading. As you know, now, like I said, they're going to just kind of track back anytime anybody hung out with this guy. At the very first party, I said, who's coming tonight? I have 28 girls coming, former Trump associate George Haroni reportedly said. And then it was just him and Epstein. I said, Donald, this is supposed to be a party with VIPs. You're telling me it's just you and Epstein? He said, then he warned Trump about Epstein's behavior and said the real estate tycoon did not heed his notice. Uh, said Trump did not care uh, about, did not care about how he had to ban Epstein from his events. Look, Donald, I know Jeff really well. I can't have him going after younger girls. He said, look, I'm putting my name on this. I wouldn't put my name on this and have a scandal. Um, had a falling out. So let's see. He's a lot of fun to be with, Trump said in 2002. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side, no doubt about it. Jeffrey enjoys his social life. Uh, But, you know, since then, Trump has distanced himself from Epstein, who faces sex trafficking charges from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, where he faces a maximum of 45 years in prison. The charging document alleges Epstein sexually exploited and abused dozens of minor girls at his homes in Manhattan, New York, and Palm Beach, Florida among other locations. Uh, I mean, younger girls. Trump, uh, you know, he put out a statement saying that he, like everyone else, sees these charges, the description of these charges against Epstein as completely unconsciousable and obviously criminal, disgusting, really. Yeah, and like I said, look, this might not be fair. Like, you, you, I don't think you should be linked to bad things anyone you've come in contact has been charged with. Right? I really don't think that is a uh, a fair thing to do. 
but we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, we'll end the we'll end today's quickie with a uh, pretty awful story, I guess. Uh, according, to, I mean, it's funny to me. It's awful to this person. Uh, but a Pokemon card valued at $60,000, it is the trainer number three, was sold by eBay user Pokemon pa- uh, Place and insured for $50,000 before being shipped via USPS. Uh, it's now missing while in transit, according to its owner. Trainer number three was an exclusive card given to the third place finisher of a Japanese event in 1999, making it one of the, mo- uh, one of the uh, I guess, rarest cards in circulation the card was purchased on ebay last year and disappeared um, i guess now uh you know the, uh, he had it insured for 50 grand so i mean it's the highest the post office offers so i mean that's good at least right they tried to ship it to dubai which would be responsible for delivering it to its new owner the card was covered by a 50 grand insurance policy. However, Aramax told the Pokemon Palace God, this is, that either the card never was never received. The tracking information shows a receipt signature from Aramax. But the company said the signature was for a bulk package. Uh, oh, never mind. Pokemon Place cannot claim the insurance policy from USPS because someone signed for a completed delivery. Oh, oh no. Yikes. So they don't know if the card went missing or if it was stolen. Ooh. Eek. Given the card's rarity, it would be difficult to resell at full value. So if someone stole it, they're not really ever going to be able to sell it without getting caught. Uh, so this person is offering a $1,000 bounty for anyone who can locate the card and help return it to its original buyer. I mean, if it's a $60,000 card, $1,000, I don't know, man. You might have to come up with a little bit more, but... Neither way. Ah, oh, man, that stinks. I thought he had an insurance. He does, but I mean, he can't get it because somebody signed for it. And man, that seems like a uh, real uh, loophole for the whole protection of me sending something to somebody. If I can't be protected, that they actually get it. I get it. Like you know, then you could have people fraud, you know, frauding people up. I get that. I understand that. But man, uh, that's a uh, tough, tough game. All right. Hopefully, see you guys tomorrow. Talk sports live at noon today.